Thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Coach K Football Show. I am your host, Coach K. Now, we are available everywhere that podcasts are available. Make sure that you download us, save us as a favorite, like us, and share us with a friend. That's not too much to ask. We are going to be the best podcast that you've ever heard this season. Now, with that being said, we're going to get some stuff out of the way. Last episode, we talked about the Cleveland Browns, and we also asked a trivia question. So to make, I'm going to spoil it for you. We're going to ask that trivia question, answer that trivia question right now. So make sure you go back and listen to it if you did not get a chance to listen to it before. So spoiler alert. The answer to last episode's trivia question is Vinny Testaverde. All right. All right. So this week's episode, again, we're going to be covering the New York Giants. So if you are a fan of the New York Giants or know someone that's a fan, make sure you share this and then tag them. On the other side of the commercial break, we are going to make sure we talk about that. We're going to talk about the schedule, give you a preview. We're going to talk about draft picks and also talk about a little bit about fantasy football. We know that you all love fantasy football. That's why you're here, right? Anyway, this is Coach K on the Coach K Football Show. So you want to play in college? It's not just about how good you are. College coaches are not reading your local newspaper or going to discover you on your local news. The college recruiting process is very time-consuming and stressful for both the parents and the student-athlete. Most people don't even know where to begin. That's where we come in. At Recruit University, we promote you directly to college coaches to make sure that you get noticed. We give you personal attention and mentor each student-athlete through our personal development program to ensure their success in college. We help student-athletes at all levels, Division I, Division II, Division III, NAIA, JUCO, postgraduate. If you wait until your senior year before you get started, you decrease your chances of making a roster, but we can still help. The recruiting process starts day one of your freshman year. It's never too early to start, but it's always too late to wait. Go to www.recruituniversity.org and send us your film for a free evaluation. And welcome back to the Coach K Football Show. Let's go over to the NFC East for a little bit. Let's talk about the New York Giants. Now, the New York Giants have not been quite right since they had that trip to Miami and they were all on the boat. Now, they made it to the playoffs that year. They went down to Miami to celebrate and they just have been out of it ever since. You know, I think they lost their first six games of 2017. They went three and 13 and just all kinds of crap just happened down there in New York. Um, you know, you had Odell Beckham just lost his mind. Uh, he had a ton of injuries. Um, the coach just went berserk, ended up benching Eli Manning, who was on the verge of trying to achieve Brett Favre's record of the most uh, start game started by a quarterback. And he benched him for Geno Smith. Geno Smith, I, Geno Smith is garbage. I don't know why you would put Geno Smith in and, and let Eli sit down. Like, that was not, you know, your problems. You put Geno Smith in? So, lo and behold, that next game, the organization fired him. 
Um, I mean, it's just, it was just a bunch of crap. The culture was just awful. You had guys like Eli, Eli Apple and uh, Dominique Rogers Cromartie just constantly getting in trouble and getting suspended by the team. Uh, Landon Collins even called him a cancer. So this is all happened when you start celebrating too early and you start, you know, counting your chickens before they hatch. You know, when you went down there on that boat and started partying like y'all won the Super Bowl because you made the playoffs, it all went downhill from there. Like, I mean, this team was a good team. I not just me, but a lot of people projected this team could have probably went to the Super Bowl. I mean, they added guys like Brandon Marshall. Um, they had Sterling Shepard, Odell. Like this team was was set. You know, they they were, were set. It was not much of a difference from the 2016 team to the 2017, except for the fact that they've already thought that they had it won. And, you know, I've seen this before. So anyway, let's talk a little bit about 2017 and let's cover up a little bit. Like I said before, uh, Coach McAdoo was fired in the middle of the season last year because of his poor decision and benching Eli. You know, that the offensive line was garbage. I mean, they gave up sacks after sack after sack. They couldn't run the football. So what do we do to fix that problem? Let's let's bench our starting quarterback who's won the Super Bowl a couple of times and won the MVP a couple of times. Let's go ahead and bench him and see if that'll solve it. Wrong. So he just lost his job. And the, the offense was not the only problem. Uh, defense was was atrocious. I mean, if you play fantasy football and you had the New York Giants, you make sure you put whoever the quarterback was against the Giants, make sure you start them. That's how bad it was last year. They ranked 31st in the defense in the entire NFL, 31st against the pass, giving up over 4,000 yards against the pass, and also giving up 1,933 yards against the run. Okay? And that was 27th against the run, 31st against the pass. They gave up 32 touchdowns against the pass. And, I mean, you had good talent on that team. So, I mean, you had your Eli Apple. You had your Landon Collins back there. Um, Dominique Rogers cromartie as I said before. You had JPP, um, Olivier Vernon. This was a good football team. And it was just poorly, poorly coached. And it, the culture was just, just terrible. Um, I mean, they only had, they were 29th in sacks, you know, with, with Jason Pierre-Paul. Olivier Vernon, who they paid a ton of money to, okay? They had 13 interceptions, which was okay. But I mean, if you didn't have that pressure, like it's, it was almost like nobody wanted to be there. They did not want to be in the locker room. They didn't want to be on the team. So they just tanked it in for the whole season. So they had to make some changes there. Um, if you look at it, they didn't make much of a change on defense. They just changed, like I said, they changed the clean house. They cleaned uh, coach. Offensive coach, defensive coach, a ton of the coach, uh, coaches in the locker room. They maybe retained maybe one or two uh, coaches and then fired everybody else. So, I mean, pretty much coming back with the same team, except for a couple of different changes. So Pat Shermer, who was the Eagles offensive coordinator, you got a chance to watch him and watch their success last year. He's going to stay in the NFC East, go from the Eagles and coaching quarter, quarterback Carson Wentz and Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. And then he goes over to his rival, New York to become the head coach. So that's going to be very interesting. We'll see if he can bring some RPOs over and see how that works with Eli um, and that system. He also has defensive coordinator because I said the defense was garbage, right? So they brought over the defensive coordinator from Arizona, James Betcher. And James Betcher, he coached guys like Tyron Matthew, um, coach Patrick Peterson. You know, So he's going to go ahead and come and try to bring a different attitude over to this New York Giants team. Um, offensively, Mike Shula is the offensive coordinator for them. You might know Mike Shula from the Carolina Panthers. He coached Cam Newton for Cam's whole career, um, helped Cam get a rookie of the year, MVP season, and uh, a Super Bowl appearance. 
Uh, if you don't know, Mike Shula used to be also the, used to be the coach at Alabama before Nick Saban took over. Uh, he was also offensive coordinator for Tony Dungy's Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. So he has a lot of experience, but we will see what he will do with Eli. Uh, Eli is a different kind of quarterback than he's used to, but Eli is a good quarterback. Mike knows the game. Um, so that'll be very interesting as well. And with, with the defense as well, they're going to be going from a 4-3 defense to a 3-4. So that's going to be different for the Giants because what you're used to with the Giants, if you look back to when they played the Patriots in the Super Bowl a couple of times, they just had a plethora of defensive linemen and they just kept rotating them in, rotating them in, and just bringing the pressure. So that's going to be a big difference uh, from the Giants. It's going to be a new look team. So um, you're going to have, uh, if you don't know what a 3-4 is, if you're following the show, hopefully you do. But for 3-4, you're going to have three down linemen. So you're going to have a big guy right in the middle. And then you have two big ends on the outsides there. And then you're going to have four linebackers. So the four linebackers, the outside linebackers, are going to be the speed rush guys. And um, that's going to be a big difference for them there. So we'll see how that works for them. They um, lost some pieces as well. They lost Brandon Marshall. You know, he got hurt early in the season last mm -hmm. year. Uh, we expected big things from him, but, you know, maybe he'll be on inside the NFL and doing what I'm doing right now. They lost Paul Perkins, who didn't really do much last year at running back. Jason Pierre-Paul, interestingly enough, they traded him over to Arizona uh, to, the, to the Cardinals for a couple of fourth-round picks. Uh, Geno Smith, you know, good riddance with him. He's, you know, he's, he's not been right either since he got punched in the jaw. <laughs> uh, Ross Cockrell, who was not very good either. DJ Fluker is a good loss or a tough loss. So, you know, he was a, a, a good guard. You know, he's he's go, gone. And Justin Pugh was another good offensive lineman who they desperately needed last year was was an offensive line and they needed a running game. Surpri I was surprised that they did not try to pick up, you know, a new running back because there were some out there um, in the free agents market and some that got released and they didn't go and try to pick anybody up again. I don't know what that coaching staff was doing with what they had. It was just it was just weird. I, you know, it would have been really cool. If they had like all or nothing, like the Amazon show, follow them. So you could get a more of an insight of exactly what was going on in that locker room in that organization. But, you know, that's an organization that doesn't typically fire coaches during the middle of the season. So, you know, it had to be bad. Um, again, Dominique Rogers Cromarty, who was also um, in a little bit of trouble with the team as well. He was also let go. So what did they add? They added Jonathan Stewart. Okay, so again, like I said, they needed a run game. So now you got Jonathan Stewart, who's been with the Carolina Panthers for, for quite some time. Um, he's a straight runner. You know, he's not going to juke you. He's just going to run through you. Um, they need the, somebody there that can get about two or three yards, you know, get those tough yards, which is huge. Um, Nate Solder. Nate Solder is a huge addition for them. So he's one of the top offensive linemen in the game for the last 10 years. He used to play with the New England Patriots and holding, keeping Tom Brady up, upright. So Nate Solder is going to come in, make sure Eli's protected. And when Eli's protected and he has time, you know, Eli is he's going to do he's going to do him. He's going to be he's going to be great. And, you know, Eli is one of Deion Sanders favorite players. Um, and he's going to be probably thinking about Eli all year with Nate, Nate Solder holding him up. They also brought in Russell Shepard, who's going to be a wide receiver for him, like a complimentary wide receiver. And Russell Shepard is interesting. He was over in Carolina. Um, there was a couple of weeks where you thought he might have a breakout season, and he had a couple of you know good games, and then all of a sudden you didn't hear from him again. You know that could be, it could have been something with play calling. It could have been you know Cam wasn't feeling him, or uh, it was just some inconsistency there. But you know Mike Shula was the offensive coordinator over there in Carolina, and Russell's going to they're going to team back up over here. So just the familiarity of that um, could be interesting, could help Odell all a little bit and also uh, Sterling Shepard out. So they're still going to 
you know, he's a nice sized guy. So losing Brandon Marshall, replacing him with Russell Shepard, you're not really losing much. Uh, they also got Patrick Omane. I hope I said that right. You know, at guard, Omane, I think that is. But they got him as well to sure up that offensive line. Again, the offensive line is was a big problem. Um, and, and you can see what they, their needs. They addressed those in off in the offseason by adding Nate Solder and Patrick Omana, Omane, or however you say that. And B.W. Webb, they got B.W. Webb, who's a good uh, corner, but he will probably be in there for insurance purposes, um, backing up Eli Apple um, and, you know, and, and just giving them some depth at that position because they, they surely missed it last year. And the draft. We're going to talk. They get added Will Hernandez, who's also a top guard. Um, he's going to come in and help that offensive line. And this is going to be a, a, a decent offensive line. Uh, they're going to all do pretty well keeping Eli up straight, uh, upright. And then they're also adding Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is the man. Okay, this guy, he reminded me of Bo Jackson when Bo Jackson played college ball. Like This kid could do it all. Um, you can't tackle him. You know, he's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. He's, he's going to run by your DBs or your linebackers, whoever you put up against him. He was also returning kicks in college. So this guy, I don't know why he didn't go number one. He ended up going number two. He could be what Ezekiel Elliott was for the Cowboys and what Kareem Hunt was to the Kansas City Chiefs and Alvin Kamara was to the New Orleans Saints. If you are playing fantasy football, you make sure you draft Saquon Barkley. You draft him early. If you don't get him in the first round, make sure he's there in a the second. This kid is going to be the face of this New York Giants offense. He's going to be um, going forward. You know, Eli's number days are, are counted right now or numbered. And Saquon is, is fresh. All he's got to do is hand the ball off to him. And we're going to see we're going to see something out of this kid for sure. I'm very excited to watch him play um, in New York. I know the city of New York is excited to watch him. Um, you know, they probably sold a ton of jerseys already. This kid, he stays healthy. He's going to do some special things. Then they also added Lorenzo Carter who is going to play outside linebacker in that 3-4 defense. The New York Giants didn't change much with their player personnel, but they did a complete overhaul of their coaching staff. Thus, they're trying to change the culture. It's going to be a very tough uh, division, as usual, in the NFC East, and they have their hands full. So let's get into the 2018 season schedule. In week number one, they're going to be playing Jalen Ramsey and the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's going to be a tough one. You know Odell Beckham's emotional guy. You've seen him taking his helmet and throwing it up against the kicking net. Um, you've seen his outbursts on social media. You know Beckham is is he's a weird dude, and Ramsey's just as weird. He can get in his face and make him go crazy. Um, I think that Jacksonville, you know, they made it to the AFC Championship game last year, and they're going to go ahead and win this first one in Week One. So giving the Giants their first loss of the season. Week number two, they get to go down to Dallas. Now, Dallas is an interesting team as well. You don't know what version of Dallas you're going to get. And, but the Giants have always played Dallas very well. Um, and they're going to go down to Texas and spoil that game and get that first win of the season. Staying in Texas, they're going to go over to Houston. Now, Deshaun Watson is an electrifying quarterback. We saw him play. He, I mean, every time you watch that kid play, he's in every single game trying to win it. Um, it's going to be a fun one. But, you know, with J.J. Watt in additions with Tyron Matthew um, and a lot of those other guys, it might just be a little bit too much for them. They're going to get another L there in week three, starting the season at one and two. They get to go back home and play New Orleans. Now, traditionally, New Orleans does not play that well on the road. And it'll be the same again right here in week four. And then the Giants are going to have that win. So they're starting two and two. Week number five, they get to go on the road against Carolina. 
Mike Shula gets to go against Cam Newton. He knows what Cam Newton can do, but that doesn't matter. Cam Newton is going to be Cam Newton, and they're going to beat the New York Giants in week number five, giving them another L. Week six, they're playing against the Philadelphia Eagles, the Super Bowl champions. Um, it's, again, it's an NFC East game. You know, it's always competitive. The Giants are going to be at home. Uh, we don't know exactly how good the Eagles really are. Um, Jay Ajayi, is he, is he a featured back? Because they lost LeGarrette Blount. Can uh, Ajayi carry the load? How healthy is Carson Wentz going to be? We don't know. But I'm going to give that win to the New York Giants. Week number seven against Atlanta. You don't know what version of Matt Ryan you're going to get, but you do know what version of Julio Jones you're going to get. And I'm going to give the Giants an L for week seven. So we're going to go into the bye week with four and four from the New York Giants. They're even, even 500, already better than what they did last season halfway through. So they're going to get the bye week. And then another week, they're going to have the San Francisco 49ers on Monday Night Football. They get to go over there. Jimmy G., Roger Sherman, they're going to spoil that game, and I think they're going to take the win there. They get to go to Tampa Bay, or actually home against Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay is going backwards, so we're definitely going to see them go in a downward spiral this year. Uh, the Giants are going to take that win, and then the Giants are going to go back to Philly again um, on the road against Philly this time, and that hostile environment is going to be a tough one, uh, probably a nail-biter for sure, but I'm going to give the win there to Philly. We're just going to split it 50-50, you know, flip a coin. Um, it's going to be tough. Then the Giants get to face Chicago. Uh, Chicago, again, a brand-new coach, um, uh, Mitch Trubisky, who's not really proven himself yet. Um, it's going to be, you know, a cakewalk for the Giants there with another win. They get to go back to Washington, face Alex Smith, and who knows who the running back is going to be over there. Um, that team also making a bunch of changes there and like losing Kirk Cousins was huge. I think they will take a step backwards this season as well. The Giants will take that win. Then they face Tennessee at home. And if you haven't noticed, you know, Tennessee's also had a coaching change as well. So you see the, tr the trends here. We've got a lot of coaching changes and the Giants are getting to face a lot of these teams with different coaches. So they're going to go home, face Tennessee and get a win. Then week 16, they're at Indianapolis and they're going to get a win there. And then they face Dallas again at home. And guess what? They're going to get another win. So we're got the New York Giants, who went 3-13 and last year, going to end the season on a five-game winning streak and get the season. They're going to be 11-5 and and heading to the playoffs. I know Giants fans, hey, this team is a good team. And you saw it two years ago. They had some changes with their culture. And they're going to be that same good team again, as they always are. The Giants are going to be back this year, guys. Now, stay tuned on the other side of the break. We're going to have this week's trivia question. This is the Coach K Football Show. This week's trivia question. Name the movie the New York Giants Hall of Fame linebacker Lawrence Taylor starred in. You can send the answer to CoachKFootballShow at gmail.com.